Top of the bloody morning to you, or top of the bloody evening, depending on when you are tuning in. It is I, the motherfucking king of the couch, yet again, down your lovely ear holes. Lend me your ears, people. I appreciate it week in, week out. 8.24pm, 23rd of September 2019. Here we go. What a week it's been. It's been seven days since episode 15. A lot's been happening. I've got a lot of notes here in front of me. Nothing too crazy, of course. We'll just go through it like we always do go through it. I First things first, though, I mentioned on the last podcast, I Hats Greatest Hits, I gave them a shout-out. I think I tagged them in my little sort of Instagram um, post I do when I upload the podcast. But anyway, my fucking rage had arrived. The black corduroy rage cap has arrived. cost me forty two ninety to get it delivered. And uh, look, I'm stoked with it. When I initially put it on, it was a bit, you know, stiff and stuff. It's come out of a box, but it's molding to my head very, very nicely. Head on over to Hat's Greatest Hits on Instagram. Check out what he's doing. When I put this up tomorrow, I'm going to take a photo of myself in the hat and shout him out. It's a banger. I can't wait to wear this. I'm Look, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow morning and just go get a coffee to wear this hat. I'm excited to wear it in the podcast. I'm excited to wear it in the, uh, tomorrow and every friggin' day after that. I'm going to get another hat by the end of the week when I get a little bit more money. Uh, a little Bunnings corduroy hat. He's just doing campaigns left, right, and center. This motherfucker, and uh, I'm getting behind it. He's like a he's like a vigilante for the people. He he wants good hats for the people. Make hats great again. That's what he's that's what he's all about. So that was cool. Off the back of that though, I had a little bit of a little bit of an annoying thing that happened. It revolved around the hat, but it was nothing to do with the hat whatsoever, really. But uh, and I don't like opening with a dampener and things like that. But I uh, look, I actually felt compelled to make an official complaint today against a little driver of the Australian Post, and I don't normally do that. You know, I'm not the uh, I'm not the can I speak to the manager type. I definitely don't have a haircut that warrants me speaking to the manager. Uh, I don't wear a lot of jean shorts and things like that. But look, let's let's just dive into it. And this is where I felt so compelled. I work from home five days a week. I don't commute anywhere. I'm here glued to the desk wearing fucking novelty hats, working like an absolute demon, you know? Anyway, so I'm, I'm at home all day. Beck's home, Arabella's home, the whole fucking crew's here. Frank's home, you know. But it was one of these ones where you had to be at home and you had to sign for it. I don't know how they deem that because 99% of the time, this, this one fucking dude, he just drops... He just drops shit at my back door. I live in like a double block. My neighbors, I get my neighbors' boxes all the time, and I basically just become the postman. I'm a top bloke, so I go and drop around there and have a quick yarn to them. But nevertheless, I'm waiting for the fucking knock at the door. You know what I mean? The whole fucking family. I've got the whole family on high alert for this hat. I've been waiting since last friggin' Monday for it, for fuck's sake. 12.30, knock, knock, knock on the door. I was like, yes, the fucking hat's here. Run down. It's not the hat. It's another postman, another lovely postman, by the way. Top bloke. Anyway, package for my old neighbor, sign for it. I'll send them a text and they can come pick it up. But I've then, you know, I'm getting stuck into work. I want to chuck my music in, get really deep for the afternoon. So I check the app. This is at about 2 o'clock. I've checked the fucking app. Where's my Where's my hat delivery? You know, you can tra- track it in the Oz Post thing now. Uh, yeah, we came at 1.10. No one was home. I was like, fucking seeing red. I've run down to the front door, and the little fucking card is shoved into the door to say, sorry, missed you. And I was just like, you mutt. I was like, 
I've been here the whole time. Let's just set the record straight. I have a sausage dog, right? They're territorial little motherfuckers with a loud bark. Like, you you can't drop a pin in this house without him noticing, you know what I mean? I rustle open the bag of uh, shredded cheese, and he runs from one side of the house to the other to get a fucking mouthful of that. Anyway, if anyone knocks on the door, he is going fucking apeshit. There's just no way that anyone can get past him, you know what I mean? I, I often urge people to text because I don't want to get the dog involved with the door knock. It's an ordeal. But anyway... I just felt so annoyed, and I don't like complaining, and I, and I don't know if this guy's had a bad day or not, but he's just a little bit, eh, he's a bit shoddy, and I really don't appreciate laziness and things like that. I, mean, I know I am the king of the couch, and I spend a lot of time couch surfing, but that's after I get all my work and my chores done. But anyway, nonetheless, I've called the local, not gave him a spray. This is one thing I don't do, and I don't agree with people doing this. If you're, if you're targeting something at a specific person, then I never feel inclined to spray the person that answers the phone, you know? Unless, of course, they've got a shitty attitude, then yes, they might cop a brunt too. But anyway, I gave a little complaint. We got the hat. I had to walk around the corner to get it. It's not the point. I was at home. That was my point. But anyway, I'm very, very grateful that I got the hat. I got a new item of clothing. I'm going to wear it down to Brisbane with my lovely yellow linen shirt on the weekend to watch the AFL Grand Final with my pop. It's going to be a banger of a weekend. But what else has happened in this last week? I feel like it's been a big week. Um, last, oh, one thing I did do, and actually, no, I won't talk about that. I'll talk about that after. There was a couple of things that came up that just sort of cropped my mind. This is what this podcast is all about. I feel like it's me just enlightening it's sort of turning into me just trying to share information about things that I like and have seen and I can take something from that situation. So I was just watching um, a couple of podcasts last week. It was a Joe Rogan podcast. Actually, I listened to two last week. It's been so long since I've actually listened to podcasts myself. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like now I'm doing my own podcast and I am very... um, you know what's it particular with my time i'm working a lot at the moment you know doing a bit of overtime and things like that trying to trying to get in the cash i've got this is my baby you know outside of my baby and my family this this the potty's my my baby and it's what i want to spend all my time you know doing you know talking basically and fucking doing things off the back of this so actually fuck it i will talk about it. I, I started a little this all comes in together this is a bit of a mishmash but i uh on the back of this i, I, I said last week i was going to start a uh, a playlist a spotify playlist and i did that and i've called it the king's 10 earlier last week my friend rush he was texting me and i think i he, he always he always shares the podcast shout out michael rush every week you're getting a shout out mate i love it but he, he shouts me out on Instagram, and I, I refer to him as the, one of the king's men, you know. Call myself the king of the couch, the king's men. And I thought, what can we call this fucking little playlist? Call it the king's ten. The king's ten. And I thought, I've got this thing about albums, right? Well, to me, the perfect albums are made up of ten tracks. Any less, and they're not, they're not you know, it, it's too short anymore. It can be too long. These sort of 13, 14, 15 plus track albums, unless it's a double album, it's just far too long, I think. And anyway, so 10 tracks it was. So I thought I've decided on 10 tracks and every seven days I'm going to recycle those 10 tracks. And look, if I can just give myself a huge pat on the back, I mean, 
this list is a banger. I mean, at this point, there's not many followers. It's a slow burn like the like everything else in life, and you've got to stay fucking consistent, which I will talk about consistency later because uh, that that's cropped up in my headspace over the last few days. I'm just going to run through this playlist real quick for the fucking music fans out there if you did miss my post about this the other day. But from the top, and this will change every 10 days. I'm going to keep copies of this, though, if anyone fucking wants these songs i just feel so feel so grateful that i can pay this sort of stuff forward like i love it and if it, if it helps one person find a fucking banger of a track or get onto a new album and buy all their shit and support that band then my day has been made but from top to bottom this playlist it goes the wild hearts puppy slipknot fucked up Starcrawler, Amel and the Sniffers, Turbo Negro, Nashville Pussy, The Bronx, and Dinosaur Pileup. That's your 10 for this week. On Friday morning, there's going to be a different 10. So music fans, I urge you to get onto this playlist because it's a, well, it's a banger. It's a banger. I've been told it's a little bit heavy, but whatever. I think it's good. It's good rock and roll. There's a lot of melody on there too. A lot of, a lot of good tunes. So I did that last week, but I did catch up on a little Joe Rogan podcast. I uh, He had Rob Zombie on this week, and I'm a big fan of Rob Zombie. Um, I don't really know him too much from the White Zombie days. I, I got I got a few of their albums. I like a lot of his solo stuff. I like Look, I like White Zombie, of course. I've got a lot of his solo albums, which I probably listen to them a little bit more, and I've got like all his horror movies. So, you know, I'm a big fan. I've seen him live... I did see him live a few years ago. I think I saw him at one of the uh, Soundwave festivals that I used to go to, and it was one of the coolest shows that I've been to. I mean, the guy, the, the thing I like about Rob Zombie is like, and I love his music, don't get me wrong, but he's so fucking theatrical, and I, and I like it. I like, look, I love bands like, you know, the whole grunge thing, they get on there, they, you know, dress like shit, and they just play, and I love that too, but I do like a bit of theatrics in the show. I appreciate everything, you know what I mean? I'm very aware of what's out there. Anyway, it was such a sick show, but when Joe Rogan did his little Instagram post about this, uh, to, to say I was excited was an understatement, and it was just such a good podcast. Like, it was just from, it was two hours, just over two hours long, and it's been so long since I've listened to a Joe Rogan podcast, basically from start to finish. I just, I think I mentioned it last week, but I just don't have a lot of time like i'd call it dead time i don't have a lot of dead time where i'm traveling anywhere or i'm going running and going walking if i do go for a run or a walk i prefer to listen to music especially if i'm running but i find driving is the best podcast time and most of my friends that 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 get stuck into podcasts probably my own included drive around listening to it you know all the guys at work love podcasts but they're all fucking driving around all the time you know i don't i'm just sitting here thinking and emailing and calling and it's hard to sort of take in this information but nonetheless I set the little iPad up while I was working the other day, and I was just like a kid in the candy shop. For those two hours, I was just like, this is so fun, you know, working and listening, working and listening. It was just so fucking good. But, man, he's just such an interesting cat. Like, you know, one shout-out Joe Rogan. I mean, look, I don't live and breathe everything that comes out of his mouth, but I I really, really appreciate him. I mean, look, you, you could say he's one of the one of the motivators for me to start a podcast because I, I am a fan of his work. But... One thing that Joe Rogan does is that he, he just has this this intense ability to draw good conversations out of his guests. So, look, a lot of guests, I, I and anybody that's actually YouTubed it and watch it, because I, I got the iPad, I just sit here on YouTube instead of just, you know, iTunesing it. It Sometimes they look a little bit uncomfortable to begin with, the first 10 or 15, they're not really sure what they're doing, what they're going to be asked about, but... 
Joe just has this look. It might help because he's passing around the weed and sometimes whiskey, but the, he just has this awesome ability to just relax people in the most unperverted way and just get really good conversations and a lot of really in-depth conversations. To me, this was just such a good podcast because it was just all about, like, they talked a little bit about music, but a lot about horror movies and movies and just, like, a lot of day-to-day things. It was just, like, two old friends just chatting about good shit. And it was, like, for those two hours, I was, like, that's the kind of podcast that I want to do. When I have the guest podcast on it, you know, you get a little bit, you get a lot out of it, you know, not a little bit, you get a lot out of it. And that was just one of the better podcast he's done lately anyway, one of the best ones i think but um that was good and then the next day straight back on the horse with the black keys which that was like a fucking three hour and 13 minute episode i didn't go I got through about an hour of that one it was good i just got real busy again at the end of last week so i need to revisit that one but man the black keys i like their work and they're uh they're funny motherfuckers as well and they were really at least Dan Orbach was. He was really pumping a, a big fat joint in there, and I think that's why they they dragged it out over the three hours. As they get a little bit more stoned, the uh, the conversation gets a little bit more depth and uh, and interesting. But the drummer, and I, I don't know his fucking name to be honest. He's the guy that wears like the Ray Ban frames and you know the nerdy looking motherfucker. But anyway, he was funny as shit. I got to be honest. He he did so much talking on it, and he was just like absolutely hilarious. And I've hardly ever talk, seen him talk, you know. I know they make really good music, really good film clips, but he was fucking funny. But he was talking about one thing that I thought was funny, and I always, I feel like I've talked, had this conversation with a few people. But he was a huge smoker, right? So he he has quit smoking, and this was, I think he did it leading up to when he wanted to have a kid, which just kind of resonated with me in a way as well, because I feel like I sort of did this with drinking somewhat. I just sort of pumped the drinks as much as I could in anticipation of not knowing what the hell was coming when I had a kid. Evidently, I'm still I'm still slamming a few beers, you know, every now and then, but not like I was, and not in a bad way. It wasn't like I'm going to try and drink myself to death like fucking Nick Cage and leaving Las Vegas or anything like that, but he did the same thing. He just said he smoked like two packs a day when he was just about to give birth sort of thing, or his wife was about to give birth. He like got a fucking couple of four packs of cigarettes, I think he said, and like 12, he took 12 beers into this room in his house, drank all the beers and he smoked all the cigarettes and he reckons he just felt like absolute death after it the next day. And he said, that was it. He hasn't touched a cigarette since. He just, he's, he's, he said his mindset was so strong that he just put it down. And I thought that was really cool anyway, because I, I like the whole people just go, you know, I'm doing this. That was like when I wanted to lose weight, I was the same thing. I'm doing this and I fucking, you just do it. I don't know what it is. There's a light switch in your head that goes off and it's just flicked to do it and you do it. But he was saying that in replacement of of one addiction that he has created other addictions, you know? So he's put on weight. No, he's not fatter in the life, but he's put on weight. So he's like eating more, you know, getting more addicted to food. One thing he said, he was like, he was addicted to, to sleeping. He loves to sleep, you know, like any chance he can get. He's always like, I'm going for a nap sort of thing. And that that part did resonate with me as well. Not, not so much the sleeping because I am probably the opposite of that. I, I try to do anything to avoid going to bed. But it was more the... Um, what do you call it? The, the the idea of an addiction, right? And I, I may have talked about this on the podcast. I don't know, but I, I I've had this conversation with Beck numerous times around drinking and around other things, and, and numerous friends. But I do believe that every human being out there has at least one addiction, and I feel like that they need to have an addiction. It's just up to you as the individual to 
to find what addiction that will be. You know what I mean? If you're you know unfortunate enough to to discover drinking and drugs and and gambling and you know things like that, and they have a negative effect on you and in a, in a negative addiction sort of sense of the word word way, then that's bad. So then it's up to you to eventually get off that fucking train and then get on like a, a po- I call it like a positive addiction train, you know, like going to the gym or, uh, you know, doing other things like worldly things, being a philanthropist, like traveling, you know, <laughs> fucking doing fun hobbies, like starting a podcast. I mean, this ultimately was one of the catalysts for me starting the podcast. I was not drinking for 30 days and I was so, fuck, I've got to do something. I'm so, I felt so motivated. <clears throat> Excuse me one second. Quick, quick shot of water no non-alcoholic beer tonight but yeah i just thought it was really cool how he sort of he as soon as i heard him say that i was like ah fuck man i'm exactly on the same wavelength so i'd be interested to see what people think about that because i feel like i see people all the time with like different addictions good and bad and people that once have had a bad addiction now now do it with a you know supplement it with like a, a good addiction so i feel like addictions are a thing that you're always out there and you always need something like that but anyway that was my uh my shout out to the joe rogan podcast one of the the goats of the podcasting world i don't know if there's any bigger podcast than joe rogan's podcast there's a lot out there but he's the one i always come back to for a lot of different reasons you know and uh some people a lot of people really love him and then some a handful of people really fucking hate him so i'll let you uh I'll let you listeners sleep on that one and you can make up your mind if you love him or hate him. But anyway, what else has happened in the last fucking week? It's been a good week. We've done a few adulterated things. I uh, oh, Shout out to my mate, Andrew Sides. Uh, new friend, new good friend. Actually, last week was a week about making new fucking friendships. Wednesday night we did something. Friday night I did something with new people. Saturday night I did something with new people. Sunday, Sunday I caught up with old Disco Stew. And he told me he was off the beers. I was a bit upset about that, but uh, you know, the guy's challenging himself. I can't, I can't hold a gun to his head and get him to drink. But he'll be back in November. But yeah, new friends. That was really cool. I uh, last Wednesday night, this guy Andrew sides. He's a good dude. He's like he was like a friend of a friend initially. I had worked with him like very, very briefly, yonkers and yonkers ago. I did two shifts at a bar. I was arguably probably the worst bartender in there. I don't even know if they let me pour beers. I think there was a couple in there. I just had to run and fucking get glasses and shit like that, and I fucking hated that. So I quit after two shifts because I'm that. I was not very dedicated. I thought, well, fuck this. I'm not flogging a dead horse. Anyway, that's that was my first thing. So for years and yonkers and yonkers and yonkers, I didn't think that he liked me, you know, and. I sometimes feel like George Costanza in Seinfeld. Now, I don't want to say I got tickets on myself, but I feel like I've got a good connection with most people, and I feel pretty comfortable in saying that most people like me. Most people like me. You don't all have to like me. Uh, it's even better when a few love me, but I sometimes sense when someone doesn't like me, it makes me really uncomfortable, and I kind of want to almost work for them to like me, like George Costanza in an episode with Jerry Seinfeld's girlfriend, the masseuse, and she doesn't like George, and George is aware of that. So we we, we clicked a while ago, me and Andrew, I think it was over James Morrell's uh, baby show. I don't know what it was. We were talking about politics, and it just, when I don't even, in, I'm not even into politics, and we're kind of, a you know, we have a lot in common and a lot uncommon, and anyway... What I'm getting at is he invited me around last Wednesday night. We tried to catch up a couple of times in July, and I was like, listen, I'm on dry July. I know you love 
slamming some beers. I love slamming some beers. There's no way we're starting this relationship on Pepsi. We need to put this shit on ice till after July and get together. It's only taken us till fucking mid-September to do that. But nevertheless, he shot me a text message. Hey, mate, I want to test out some test out some new pizzas for my new menu and drink some beers. Are you guys free? When you get a text like that, sometimes you just got to fucking run and say yes. I mean, he, he hit all the buttons on the head, you know what I mean? Beer, yes, check. Pizza, yes, check. That was it. That was I didn't even need a third. Uh, we were checked out, and Wednesday night, that was it. Seriously, shout out to him. I mean... I took a I took a pretty subpar six pack of lager round. It's kind of like my calling card, and I took that round knowing full well that he'd probably have something better to drink. I got to be honest, uh, Andrew, and he did. He had the new Cooper's XPA, which were shout out Cooper's. I know it's only episode sixteen, but maybe by episode one hundred, I want to be working on this sponsorship. Get in touch because you knew Cooper's XPA was a fucking delicious drop. So I had about five of them. We did look out of courtesy. We did have one of my lagers and. Uh, I guess that's why why we had another five XPAs after that, just to wash the taste out of my lagers. You can't have a beautiful, crafty sort of ale and then switch back to a, a pretty standard lager. I wouldn't recommend that. But that was a good night. The guy made like five different pizzas, and they were so good. He uh, He's basically like a consulting brewer, which is a pretty, pretty fucking fascinating job. So, I mean, yeah, he's got to like drink a lot of beer because he knows a lot of beer. He has to know a lot of beer. But he's just around beer all the time. I'm like, that's like heaven. But I think he was involved with, I know he was involved with Green Beacon. He was involved with the Catchment Brewery in West End. And so he knows his shit. And, and next, in January, he's moving to Stratty to start the Stratty. Uh, there's a Stratty microbrewery starting. I don't know if it's on North or South. I don't know Stratty that well. But more power to him. He's, it's going to be fucking good. But these pizzas he wants to put on the menu. And these were the best pizzas I've ever eaten in uh retail kitchen in my fucking life in a in a normal human kitchen fucking god knows how good they're going to be when they come out of a big fucking shiny pizza oven but that was a good night but that really andrew the six beers mate those coo- there's xpa they went to my head i didn't get up and go to the gym in the morning which i'm going to talk a little bit about consistency because after the weekend it was just like oh fuck that just that those midweek beers it just put the bullet in my my consistency for the gym that week it really did it's weird i don't know what it is maybe we'll circle back to consistency i was i was thinking about this day we'll circle back to it and i'll I'll, I'll finish off my week but anyway that was good but basically the wednesday beers look we cracked into them a little early of course i don't normally start on the beers until maybe thursday definitely friday maybe thursday who am i kidding definitely thursday so that just meant we had to have a few more beers on when thursday night friday night Went down to the local Bex mums, friends and stuff were all there, like sort of Bex cousins and stuff were all there. So that was that was pretty cool. Had a, quite a few tins down there. Uh, my good mate, Uncle Hingy, he's going to be on the podcast. He texted me. He was like, let's have some beers. I said, yes, you're a new – your dad lives here, but you're now a local. Kind of, He kind of is one of those guys, like a local legend, knows everybody. And he fucking you know, talked about 20 different people at the bar on Friday night. But that was good. We had some fucking interesting conversation. I can't wait to get him on the podcast. He's, he's G'd up for that. I think he might be in – he's not in Melbourne, but he's uh, maybe next week. I've got James Morell teed up at the end of this week, so there'll be a guest podcast in the next seven days, which I'm psyched about. But that was a good night. It was just some fucking top-quality conversation. And Beck and I went home. That was good. Becky, Becky's got a thing. We were talking about it. She was 
four drinks in. She had four drinks on Friday night. And it's become abundantly clear that four drinks are the, they're the, they're the, that's the amount she needs to, to just fucking flick to Frisky Becky. She gets a little bit randy after four drinks and it was good. It was nice. I was flattered. She, uh, she wanted to be very close to me. Yeah, we had the daughter. We couldn't, we couldn't, you know, do it all the way, if you get what I'm saying. But it was just nice. So I feel like if I, if I remember feeling like I'm lacking a bit of love from Beck, get at least four drinks into her. She's going to fall in love with me all over again. So that was nice. It was a nice little night. We got some dominoes. We watched some football. That's pretty romantic, if you ask me. Uh, four drinks, dominoes, and football. Maybe I'm out of touch, but I I thought that was very romantic. Saturday, we just absolutely killed it. Like, did a lot of adult shit. I was up really early on Saturday. I was up for like 7 a.m. You ever, do you ever think it's weird how... I don't know if it's because you have no agenda or you're just looking forward to the weekend. And as I said, I love my job. I say it all the time. I do love my job. But I find it harder to drag myself out of bed Monday through Friday as opposed to Saturday and Sunday. Unless I've got a bit of a hangover, which I did not Saturday morning. But it was just like, fuck, 7 a.m., 6.30, whatever it was. I was awake and that was it. You know, Actually, I believe I, uh, I woke up on the couch at like 4.20 a.m., and I was going to get out and watch the sunrise, and I sort of watched it from the bedroom. I was not going to be one of those freaks that goes out and watches it in real life. But from the bedroom, we had a nice little breeze. But Beck and I went down to the markets to get all our veggies. We were, we've been talking about buying different foods and doing different things. Beck's sort of trying like plant-based diets. Um, I got a friend. I got a friend on here uh, on, in real life, not on here in real life. That he's a he's a pretty staunch vegan plant-based guy whatever the fuck you want to label him as or i'm not even sure if he labels himself i don't really i don't really like labels too much because i believe that a lot of us eat vegan or a lot of us eat vegetarian or we're just subconsciously not thinking about it or living your life in that way but this mate of mine i would like to get him on the podcast because he is very outspoken i think it'd be fucking pretty funny podcast to be honest because he puts some fucking outrageous facebook posts up every now and then i, I get a i get a good kick out of him i really do but anyway, we've been toying with the idea of, you know, plant-based, vegan diets, things like that. And we we haven't gone full steam. I'm, I'm pretty supportive of Beck and I'm pretty, I, like, I don't give a fuck about what we eat for dinner. I really don't give a shit. I just don't want to have to spend my nights every night cooking and cleaning. It's monotonous. It's repetitive. And I'm sure there's a lot of men and women out there that they wouldn't give a fuck what they were going to eat as long as it was presented to them on a plate and they didn't have to fucking clean it. Everybody knows where I'm at with that. My mom's been saying it for years. But we wanted to go to the markets because one thing I did say, I said, look, look, I don't know if we can go full plant-based or vegan or whatever you want to call it. I said, let's just try and start eating a little bit healthier. Me in particular. She's quite healthy, but I love smashing some shapes, some cookies, some fucking Smith's prawn cocktails. Shout out. They are so good. And a little bag of corn chips once a week. So, you know, I'm not the the, um, most healthy bloke. And I don't give a shit too much about diet. I really should. But I was like, look, the very least we can do is we can start going to the market and we can start shopping organic, you know, pesticide-free, all that crap. And that's exactly what we did. Saturday morning, we went down to Kwana and got all our fruit and veg. I don't know how many people get out there and they get sort of kicks out of this. I've watched a few of those food documentaries online and they're all very interesting and fascinating and things like that. But, you know, you could watch a documentary on anything and as long as it's like, you know, moving towards the end goal of that documentary you if it's a good documentary you're going to believe it you know what i mean i've watched a documentary on plant-based food and you're like oh yeah i want to go plant-based 
uh, vegan sort of stuff, uh, eating just all meat. You're just like, yeah, I want to do that. You know what I mean? I watch a fucking documentary on Mr. Olympia and you're like, yeah, I might become Mr. Olympia. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, oh, this, oh, male gigolo. Oh, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll be a male gigolo. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, why not? I like sex and lifting weights. It's cool. I can do all these things. Yeah, and I'll go plant-based with it. There's actually a new plant-based documentary I want to see. But anyway, I'm getting off topic here. But I said, like, at the very least, we can go and eat organic because I am a little bit sus on the on the big food industry, the big bad food industry. Everybody's a little bit scared of them and they spray it with everything and test it. Go to the shops and get a whole bunch of your normal food and then go to the markets and get a whole bunch of the same food but at the markets or if it's organic or it's not sprayed or pesticide-free or whatever the fuck it is, is different. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. In my experience, it is different. I actually think it tastes better. I like going to the markets. It's cheaper too, generally speaking. Um... So next week I'm going to go get more fruit, more fruit and veg, and then I'm going to try some organic meat and stuff like that. Sorry for the vegans out there, but I'm still eating meat, you know. But I'm going to try and do it a bit more, a bit more ethically. We don't eat a lot of meat, to be honest. Sometimes I just crave it a bit, you know. I feel a bit malnourished or things like that. And this is not not saying that like, you know, I can get all I need from the plants because I probably could. I'm just not following any particular type of diet. You know what I mean? I eat chips. I eat shit. I drink a lot of beer. Sometimes I crave some meat. Sometimes I crave some meat with broccoli. Who knows? But that was pretty good. We did that. And we made some nice little, uh, little kind of like a little field mushroom steak tonight. That was pretty nice. A little bit of uh, pesto on it. A little bit of parmesan. Use the air fryer. We've got an air fryer as well. That's interesting. I look, a lot of people have been telling me how good an air fryer was. And we sort of initially... We're like, ah, fuck that. We've got one. I've got to be honest, I'm still not 100% sold on it. We just don't fry a lot of food. We're not really the fry house. We don't fry a lot. I'm not a fryer. But we've been trying to make a conscious effort to make some like veggie chips and just like put veggies in there and things like that. The first time we cooked something, they were fuck these sweet potato chips tasted like, like poo. And I'm not willing to run the gauntlet on a piece of meat or something of that caliber yet. I will work it up. I'm a man, and I, I, I put my balls on the line day in, day out, so I will buy a piece of meat, and I will put it in there. I don't know what piece of meat yet, but I will. But anyway, I'm not really sold on it. It's a fucking eyesore, too. It looks like a, there's this big, fat, black esky just sitting on your bench top, so I often put it away in the pantry. I'm a bit minimal like that. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. I don't like a lot of stuff on the bench, but I'm getting off topic. Tonight's dinner was awesome. We're eating more organic food, but I think I might reach out to my mate that's all plant-based and vegan. He's got he does a lot of different things. I think it will be a cool cool podcast. So I don't know if he listens, but I will reach out to you in a few weeks. And what else has happened? And Saturday night, we did a lot of shit on Saturday. I don't know what we did, but anyway, Saturday night was a good one. So it was another night for meeting new people. This was a, this was a really funny night. It was a good night. Our good friends. Uh, M, Dave and M, Dave was on the podcast before, they own Coco Loco, um, and they had, it was M's 32nd birthday on Saturday night, so she'd organized like a little shindig, there was probably like, I don't know, 10, 15 people at this thing, maybe a bit more than that, and it was just so fucking good, and she had like a European summer theme, which was pretty cool, so I donned the loafers, some linen pants, and I went to the op shop and bought this kind of like a green silky type shirt, long sleeves, button up, you know. I had it nicely buttoned down as I always do. I've had a European summer before. I didn't wear any clothing like that. However, I felt compelled and I thought that just seemed very European. That seems to be what the Instagram influencers are doing. 
I wouldn't normally wear that sort of stuff around the streets of Moffs, that's for sure. I was way overdressed. But it was good. So that was really fun. And had a nice little bit of food set out there. And we had the rosé and the Prosecco. And I took a whole bunch of beers down. And that was cool. And we met, a, we met a lot of good people. It was cool going because we see a lot of these faces at the cafe. You talk to some of them. You say hi to others. And you, you don't really know their names. That's a weird thing when you see people day in, day out. You don't really know their names, you know. last The whole last year I've been saying hi to people every morning. And I still don't know their names. And I'm sure as shit they don't know mine. That they will because I'm the fucking king of the couch. They're Listen to the podcast. Quick drink. <sighs> but that was a really good night. And met some cool people. Really, really did. Um, it was really good. I There was this one bloke. Um, look, it's a good sign when they're laughing at you. And Beck and I, we, we really, I don't want to say we like to be the centers, centers of attention, but we do. And we just fucking were chat, 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 talk, talk, talk. Arabella's there. She is... She is so cute because people are just enthralled by her. You know, they want to hug your baby and things like that. So, we, look, it went well. I mean, we were just a real hit. But this one dude, he was a big UFC fan. And and, and it's, again, ticking boxes. People just, oh, yeah, you like UFC? Bring. Next hour, we just talked about UFC, really hit it off. Of course, I've then mingled around the room, talked to other people, so did Beck. And again, we had a few drinks. She hit the four-drink uh, min, which was nice, so nice and nice and touchy-feely. And at the end of the night, the guy got my number. He had the biggest man balls ever. I, I, I liked his tenacity. He came up to me and said, hey, mate, I really want your number. It's been great meeting you tonight. I want to get together, drink some beers and watch UFC. I was like, you, my friend, have got my fucking number. We shared a few texts after hours, and it was good. So uh, he's another Dave. Dave, I'll be in touch, mate. We're going to be watching some UFC and smashing, crushing tins very soon. So I'm excited for that. But just met a whole bunch of other cool people. They were all they were all cool. This one dude there, I thought that he was he was exceptional. He was covered in tats. He had a little son named Django or Jenga, and uh, he had Jenga Fett from uh, Star Wars tatted on his leg. The guy was covered in tats. I thought it was really cool. You know, he was a big Star Wars buff. I really like people that are like really interested in things. And like Star Wars is not that obscure nowadays. The, 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 you know, the Star Wars fans are everywhere, but. It was just really cool to, to meet, you know, he was like, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I was like, well, you've got fucking two of the bloody uh, Django and Boba Fett tatted on your leg. You must, you're a bigger fan than I am, sir. But I thought that was really cool. And he was a top bloke. His uh, his wife, uh, she was really nice as well. I see her all the time. Um, I'm sure we'll see him now. Now we fucking know names. So it's not going to be weird. But that was really cool. So it's just, it's just the moral of the fucking last 20 minutes is it's been a good week of meeting new people and, and, and connecting with people that we sort of were like acquainted with. So it was good. And then just Sunday, we just chilled. You'll notice I didn't talk about any sport really at the start of this because we're approaching the end of the seasons and things like that. AFL Grand Finals this weekend, NRL's next weekend. I'm a little bit upset. I don't like this end. It's a bittersweet. I love the Grand Finals. Who doesn't? And... Then it's the fucking, the season's over. you got boring as batshit cricket. I don't even know what else there is. You know, I've I've cancelled the Kaya membership. I don't fucking know what else there is, you know. Car racing, boring. Golf, boring. I mean, I, I might do a bit on that. I might try and find some obscure sports to watch over the summer. But shout out UFC, because that fucking doesn't have, that thing does not have seasons. It never turns off. It's so good. And there was a little bit of UFC, I I will touch on sport. Not a bad little card, UFC Mexico. Although, I thought there was a few few bad calls. Sometimes you just don't know what the judges are, are watching, what fight they're watching, and 
There was a good knockout at the start, though, and a couple of bad calls, I thought, throughout. But anyway, at the end of it was fucking frustrating, though. Yeah, 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 Rodriguez versus Jeremy Stevens. And fuck me, dead. Five seconds, literally five seconds into it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's how you say his name. Y-A-I-R. Rodriguez, we'll call him. He's, you know, done the accidental eye poke. It's hard to tell, you know what I mean? I didn't think it looked that bad, but evidently you don't need to put your eye right in someone's, you know, hole. You can just sort of, I guess if you've got a little bit of a nail, you know, cut them. Although I thought they checked him for that sort of shit, so they should be checking him if they're not, and I'm pretty certain they are. So I kind of find it hard to believe that sometimes the, uh, the eyes get cut with nails. But anyway, nonetheless, Jeremy Stevens couldn't fucking open his eyes. Five seconds in, five minutes later, they fucking called the fight, didn't they? So that was really quite disappointing and that wasn't the end of sunday i did a little bit of work and i watched a really good movie last night a real fucking cracker of a movie called avengement a good english gangster film it ticked all boxes very very violent i like that i'm not a violent person by nature but i appreciate violence on film and a lot of swearing it, it, the way the English swear, they, they, they you know, they're kind of like Australians in that way, but the English just do it well, and they say it with such force, such oomph. You have to watch this movie, but it was good. It was a good, like, literally like an hour and a half just of chronic fight scenes and just hardcore English swearing. So that, to me, is no other better way to finish my Sunday night. But uh, so, look, that was pretty much my week. Oh, we did another big thing over the weekend, which I will touch on soon. But there was one other thing I saw earlier in the week. Um, it was a really cool, really cool little. Well, wasn't it was cool for me, but you know, it was nice. All I'm saying is, it was uh, Wayne Schwartz's speech at Danny Frawley's funeral. Um, you know, funerals are no good. It wasn't good to see Danny Frawley die. I, um, I, you know, he was a big AFL. Um, player back in the back in the day played for St Kilda and you know very well respected and things like that and um he he died in a car crash but it was like all all sort of signs point to uh to to mental health so like a potential suicide which is you know that's very sad i mean look dying like that in general you know in car crash or otherwise is very sad but to think that he may have you know taken his own life is is extremely sad and i i i really dislike hearing about things like that you know but i believe it you know it's a bittersweet thing for his family and friends because it creates more awareness um which is a good thing uh, the, you know the awareness side of things but not good that uh, another life was taken so uh you know rest in pre- peace ugh, fuck me dead rest in peace danny frawley but his mate wayne schwass another another really uh good afl player back in the day he, he did this like really beautiful sort of 10 minute speech and it was really good you know just just the way he sort of talked all about their relationship together, mental health. You know, I'm not, I'm not much of a sensitive type, I don't think. Uh, but you know, the speech it did move me. You know, there was some, uh, there was some, uh, what do you call it? My eyes were lined with a few tears and things like that because it just, you know, I, I'm a guy like, and it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a guy, it doesn't matter. But you know, I just, 
it, it's never nice when you see someone else losing someone or anyone losing anyone. And just the way he talked about his mate, you know, I've got some really fucking good friends and I, I'd be devastated if I lost them too. And it just really resonated with me how he was talking about mateship and just how he highlights that and how they were always there for each other. And, you know, I got friends exactly like that, you know, friends I talk to every day, friends I, you know, friends I don't talk to every day, but we have different relationship where you, you catch up with them and, you know, it's like you never fucking left them the last time and you just, you, they know all your secrets, you know all their secrets and you do anything for them, you know, you literally take bullets for them. So that that was really cool and then he just sort of, it was a couple of things he said about mental health which I, which I thought, you know, is, it was interesting. It, was, it wasn't that you were, I can't exa- remember the exact words, but he basically was saying it was not that you were, you were, you know, you, you were broken or anything like that, but you, you need fixing, you know what I mean? You need help. And that was kind of what it is. A lot of people don't like reaching out for help and things like that. And I don't, I don't think mental health or anything is, is to be ashamed of. Uh, I think it's good that there's awareness right now. And obviously, especially for men, it's a huge thing. But um, it's just kind of, you know, it's how you handle the, the situation as the individual suffering from it and how you, how you handle the situation as the, as the, you know, an onlooker, a bystander sort of thing. But yeah, look, any more I talk about it, I'll just do it do it just justice. It's worth jumping on YouTube and checking out the speech because it was really, really beautiful and really good the way he just broke it down. He he highlighted the whole mental health issue which was which was great and you know, just the whole thing. And he and he himself, this Wayne Schwartz, he himself he uh, he had suffered from a lot of mental health issues and he just talks about and this is what it is, and my 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 uh, personal situation and, and a lot of other guys I talk to it's you know you're gonna have up days you're gonna have down days that's life does not move on a fucking straight line it's up and down it's awesome you know and some days you feel like you can't you know get out of bed and things like that and there's heaps of people out there that are, have all sorts of different issues but just you know highlighted the importance of you know if, you, if you're having a bad day like how much alcohol have you drunk you know have you have you overdone it in that respect have you been exercising lately? Maybe you need to get out and go for a run, lift some weights, do some yoga, whatever the fuck it is. Are you getting enough sleep? Now, myself, I know I've mentioned I don't like sleep and things like that, but that is something I could probably get more of. That's kind of the one thing that I, you know, I have cut down alcohol before. I do exercise. I, I, I rarely try to get more sleep. So, you know, maybe next time I am feeling bad and things like that, I will get more sleep. But look, worth going to check it out. It was a good speech. I said, rip Danny Frawley. And uh, well done, Wayne Schwartz, for that uh, that great speech, mate, for your friend and your money best friends. That was really nice to see. Oh, God. Where else are we at? All right. Two things. I did a, I did a really adulterated thing over the weekend. And I might sort of end on this. This was a big thing. This I feel like this is a divide. This divides people, the whole buying a home um, situation. I've got... All throughout my friends, people are buy a house, don't buy a house, family are buy a house. You know, you jump online on YouTube, do I buy a house or do I rent a house? It's a fucking burning topic. But anyway, Beck and I went and checked out a home on the weekend that we were looking at buying. That was pretty, pretty fun. Financially, I don't know if I'm in the right position. I've still got to do my due diligence and get some ducks in a row. But, you know, we got about six months left on our rental lease, so we're you know we're tossing up the idea of what the fuck do we do, man? You know, do we do we re-rent? Is it that time, or do we look at buying something? You know, set up the set up a bit of a family home for a few years. And that look, I am before family, I didn't really care too much about that. Now that I got Arabella and and and, and Beck, and 
you know, Frank, and we've got a cool little thing going on. It's like, yeah, cool. I, I'm really coming around to the whole family home idea. So we found this little banger, three better, you know, deck, pool, yard, in the area that we like. It was just like, all right, fuck. This is becoming a real thing, the adult thing. So, but it sort of makes me really nervous, to be honest. I don't know why, but it, uh, it, it really does. So that was a interesting thing we did over the weekend, I thought. And yeah, I might circle back on that. I'd like to get some different opinions around that because everyone is so fucking opinionated on that. And, you know, for me, I'm not looking at it as like an investment or anything like that. People just, I, I, I look, not putting anyone down, but I feel like people just are uneducated in, in a lot of fields and they just, and myself included, that you, you say words and you think, you say them with other words, you pair words together and it's like you know things, you know, and people say house and then investment, good investment all the time. But it's like, they don't really have a lot of other things around that. So, you know, and I watch different things. I watch things on why real estate's good. I watch things on why real estate's bad. And I do my homework. You know, I don't talk about these things a lot because I don't I don't know the ins and outs. You know, I don't know it like I, I fucking know music really well or, or movies or, you know, Cooper's Pale Ale or, um, you know, just making sweet love, things like that, things that I'm really good at. Love making's one of them. And um, shout out last episode, Sexual Equality episode 15 that was a good one hit it up if you haven't back to episode 16 buying a first home i don't know anything about it i've never done it but i'm doing my homework and i'm going to circle back on that one i think i think it could be a goer we will see but it's on me bloody radar but anyway what's on the cards for me this week we've got a lot on this week one of the main things i wanted to do this week is get consistent again last week those midweek beers fucked me right off in a good way they were good it was a great night but it just put the hammer on going to the gym i i yeah i'm i was uh out willpowered in that way i went to the gym monday tuesday so i went to the tuesday morning wednesday morning didn't go thursday friday it's a write-off so i i don't go on monday night sometimes i do sometimes i don't i don't hold myself to that because i i do a lot of work on mondays and do the podcast and then got other stuff on but I'll be going tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning. I've got to do it. I've got to do at least four days a week. But, man, consistency. You've got to be consistent in anything you do in life. And if you take days off, it's so hard to get back on that fucking horse, that metaphorical horse of life. And the gym is absolutely that for me. Like, if I start, yes. If I stop, no. I'm out. It's like it's like fucking anything. You know, if I start drinking beers on a Wednesday... I'll probably just carry it through to Sunday. I mean, why not? It seems like a good idea at the time. But anyway, my goals for this week, get really fucking consistent. Enjoy the shit out of the AFL Grand Final with my grandfather. Drink a lot of beers with him. Drink a lot of beers on the weekend, even though that sort of kind of goes against what I was saying about consistency in the gym. However, I'm going to do four gym sessions before that, so it doesn't matter. Do the new Kings 10 podcast uh, playlist. Uh, Be the best father and lover that I can be. Anyway, I could go on all night, and I probably will go on all night, but I've got to shut this mic off at some point and get back to uh, get back to harsh reality. But um, episode 16, that's me, another one in the bin. King of the couch, signing off. Thank you for lending me your earholes, beautiful people. I love you. Oh,